Yes, it's Misty Guide bringing you Enlightenment Radio. Hunkered down in some bunker in some country that we don't know what its name is, but we got to hide from them what everybody else is doing, right? We don't know who to trust. <laughs> you know, the United States is funneling all that money to Iran all these years. They know what they're doing. They're not innocent in this war with the uh, Israelis. Anyway, we're going to avoid all of that because that's all news and that's all garbage. And that's been going on for 50 years, 2,000 years, really. So today, we've got some news for you. We've got some entertainment music. We also have me, Mystic Guide, our host, is themysticalvoyage.com where you can find my book, Christ in a Mystery, A Mystical Voyage, or The Mystical Approach to Conscious Enlightenment Out of the Scriptures. And it's a spiritual battle that what our Christ in a Mission focuses on. That it's a spiritual battle, and you're not going to beat these tanks in this spiritual battle with a tank. And we still have the opinion that Vladimir Putin, Dr. Evil, and many me are the largest terrorists, especially Putin. He is the number one terrorist in the world. And we're funneling him money, too. When we cut off our energy, cut off our oil, he gets to sell all his oil and buy weapons. Okay? So that's the brilliance of our president, buffoon Biden. Now, you can find our app on Apple Music, Apple... Uh, not Apple Music, but Apple, <laughs> and Android, and our soul. Spotify puts on the podcast of this broadcast, and it'll be in the Ukrainian language within about 48 hours. So we hope to have more closer to real-time Ukrainian. We're working on it. We've got a guy, an engineer we stole from MIT. He's hiding in a basement under a wrap and key. <laughs> we only feed him a cup of water a day till he comes up with his formula to speak to you directly in Ukrainian. Oh, boy. Well, let's go to our first news story. It basically tags to what we uh, did yesterday with that horrific Herosa bombing. So let's see what they have to say. Oh, without without the commercial, no. You mean this one? If you don't mind, we got to listen to this commercial. New iPhone 15. You know. For more on this, I'm joined there we go. by John Day. He's a research professor at the U.S. Army War College. Sir, a warm welcome. Uh, so glad you could join us. I want to start our conversation by asking you about that terrible attack in Warsaw, uh, uh, which has had a devastating effect on that community. And then, of course, we saw this latest uh, strike on Kharkiv, uh, which targeted uh, residential uh, buildings. Kharkiv um, now. Just seeing, you know, the horrifying consequences of assaults like that galvanized support for Ukraine. Does it make any difference? Well, let me begin by noting the views I express are mine and don't necessarily reflect those of the U.S. government. 
Uh, I, I think they do make some difference. I mean, as a father myself, when I read about or see this news of children as young as six years old dying in tragedies like this, it reminds us of, frankly, the moral depravity of the Kremlin leadership. Uh, that leadership can't be trusted. The military directs lacks a moral compass and and really they need to be held accountable for what are frankly war crimes. They've got a history of doing this, of targeting civilians and civilian infrastructure. Now, whether it moves the needle on public opinion, I think it may be limited, frankly, because many of us uh, have been have become somewhat used, used to this, to seeing Russian attacks on civilians. Now, that said, it could still move the needle with regard to political support for aid to Ukraine. All right, let's talk about that. I want to ask you about the future of Ukraine security assistance. What are you most concerned about right now? Well, I think there are really two things. I think in the, in the short run, of course, we're most concerned with getting the Ukrainians the armaments and especially the ammunition they need in terms of artillery shells and air defense weapons uh, to sustain their counteroffensive over the short run. That is really over the next month or so before the weather begins to play a significant role. Beyond that, I think we're also concerned with what happens after the winter and into the spring. If the Russians decide to launch a counteroffensive that, at that time, then Ukrainians are going to need additional injections of equipment and material. Now, in the U.S., I think we've got the ability to sustain that level of effort for the next month or so, given current funding and what the administration has told us. But beyond that, there are serious questions. And we already know that many of our European allies have reached the bottom of the barrel, at least in the short run, regarding their own stockpiles. Over time, that could change. That could change, though. I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, how reliable is U.S. support if there is a change in administration or if you are, you know, one of the EU partners and, and European policymakers watching now the dynamics that are playing out in Washington at this moment, what conclusions should they draw about the role America is still prepared to play as a guarantor of European security? Well, you know, this is a situation in which, Layla, there's, there's really a good news burden-sharing story to be told. The Europeans are actually supplying more assistance. More, they've committed to supply more assistance in terms of economics, financial, military, and humanitarian support. And even if we just look at the military aid, they've committed to supply more than even the Americans have. Now, that said, when they look across the ocean to see the political situation here, they've got some doubt. At least two-thirds of GOP senators support the same. The House, the GOP is a bit more divided there, so there's some questions. But I think that in the end, we are going to see a renewal of that assistance once we get past the, uh, the, the political storm that is currently unfolding in Washington. Mm -hmm. A final thought from you. Um, what are the challenges you see for Europe and NATO the longer this war lasts? Well, as I mentioned, the Europeans have committed to supply a, a great number of uh, military assistance, humanitarian assistance, economic aid, et cetera. In terms of that military aid, though, they are slowly bringing online more defense capacity production, more defense contracts. That will take time. We need to see that come online faster. The Europeans have committed, for example, to providing a billion euros to uh, fund new contracts for ammunition, as well as another billion euros to uh, replenish the stocks of those European allies that are donating. Uh, but again, this is going to take months to unfold, not weeks. And do the Ukrainians have that much time? I think for their counteroffensive, they probably do not. However, we know the Russians are under the same constraints regarding material, their equipment, their manpower. And so I think most analysts, at least uh, in the U.S., believe the Russians are not capable of launching any kind of large-scale offensive anytime soon. 
John Denny, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Layla. Thank you. I wish for the amazing new iPhone 15 Pro. Sean, do you mean this one? Putin is just as low on arms and armaments, so he has to go to Kim Jong-un. It sounds like uh, he started a war he didn't really think about would take more than a week. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like he was about as prepared as Joe Biden was to be president. <laughs> Put your foot on a spigot, Biden, and cut off all the energy that we worked hard for all these years to develop, and we were the leading energy capital of the world. Exporting it, using it. We had a hundred year supply. Don't let these environmentalists tell you that it's fossil fuel. It ain't made from dinosaurs. It's created out of the earth. There's a reserve that'll last forever. Let's hear one more news story about this horrific uh, bombing that took place. to the war in Ukraine amid growing concerns about Ukraine's weapons supplies and how much longer they can last. ABC's foreign correspondent Tom Sufi Burridge is on the ground in Ukraine with word of a new attack this morning. Tom, good morning to you. Good morning, Janae. Yeah, Russia launching a series of missile strikes here in Ukraine's second biggest city with a fresh attack just outside Kharkiv this morning. And as you can see, they're clearing up here a missile causing widespread destruction yesterday up there. A massive crater in the ground over there. Another missile striking a residential building also in the city center. Two people killed in the attacks, including a 10-year-old boy. And there are warnings this weekend over Ukraine's ability to defend its cities against Russian missile attacks in the coming months if Congress does not approve more funding for U.S. military aid for Ukraine. A senior Ukrainian lawmaker saying Ukraine could start running out of many types of weaponry within two months. We're talking about air defense missiles as well as other key U.S. supply munitions for the battlefield like artillery shells. The Biden administration expected to announce a new weapons package for Ukraine from existing funding next week. And guys, our team reaching the site of that horrific Russian missile attack in the village of Groza. The death toll rising to at least 52 people after a Russian rocket hit a memorial service there Thursday. A large part of that small community wiped out utter devastation in that village. A truly horrific scene. Wait. And an awful scene there. Tom Sufi Burridge for us. Thank you so much. Turning back overseas now, this time to the war in Ukraine amid growing concerns about Ukraine's weapons supplies and how much longer they can last. ABC's foreign correspondent Tom Sufi Burridge is on the ground in Ukraine with word of a new attack this morning. Tom, good morning. Well, it was worth repeating to me because I didn't get a chance to listen to it. So let me repeat it so I can catch up what's going on here. I'm interested in the second largest city in Ukraine being bombed, okay? Bear with me. Morning to you. Good morning, Janae. Yeah, Russia launching a series of missile strikes here in Ukraine's second biggest city with a fresh attack just outside Kharkiv this morning. And as you can see, they're clearing up here a missile causing widespread destruction yesterday up there. A massive crater in the ground over there. Another missile striking a residential building also in the city center. 
Two people killed in the attacks, including a 10-year-old boy. And there are warnings this weekend over Ukraine's ability to defend its cities against Russian missile attacks in the coming months if Congress does not approve more funding for U.S. military aid for Ukraine. A senior Ukrainian lawmaker saying Ukraine could start running out of many types of weaponry within two months. We're talking about air defense missiles as well as other key U.S. supply munitions for the battlefield like artillery shells. The Biden administration expected to announce a new weapons package for Ukraine from existing funding next week. And guys, our team reaching the site of that horrific Russian missile attack in the village of Groza. The death toll rising to at least 52 people after a Russian rocket hit a memorial service there Thursday. A large part of that small community wiped out utter devastation in that village. A truly horrific scene. Wait. An awful scene there. Tom Sufi Burridge for us. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thanks for letting me uh, listen to that again. Now I got a better picture what what happened. Kharkiv, and I saw it on a map. <laughs> Devastating news. And they're depending on our Congress to supply more money for their war, for your war. Here we go again. I don't mind. I minded at first. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there. But I've gotten to know the Ukrainians. I got to know your battle. I got to know your people. I got to know your will. And I did not know you were such good fighters. <laughs> you kicked the crap out of the Russians. You really did. Keep it up. It's 32 degrees right now. 32 degrees. That says night. What's the temperature now? Tuesday night. 32 degrees in Ukraine. All right, I have a special Ukrainian clock here, Kiev, so I can show Frenchy, my co-producer. There we are. India, it's 8.45 in the evening. Kiev, it's 6.15 p.m. Yeah, it's, it's your drive home. Miss, make sure you miss that uh, big, giant <laughs> meteor, meteor pot that it... Uh, Avoided or created last night, so we got to catch. We got to find a weather map. This your current temperature. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's play a war protest song. I feel like protesting the crap out of this war. It's disgusting. That's the current temperature. Ten day weather, thirty two degrees. <laughs> oh, oh, I got a poor little little sweetheart. Trying to get out of Ukraine. She got stuck in Poland, and now she forgot her warm <laughs> winter clothes. She's been there so long. Oh. That's a... listening to is coming from enlightenment radio sound waves that lift your consciousness enhance your mood and transcends time and space visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com where you'll be guided each level of transformation to become an enlightened one
That's Green Day from the 90s, 21 Guns. That's all I need to hear. 21 Guns. You know, there were so many great war songs, war protest songs back in the 60s and 70s and the 50s. They really nailed it. They saw our generation, not the World War II generation. They went to fight, then they came home and sent their sons to war, which is the most stupidest, ignorant, barbaric thing I could think of. What made those fathers that came home from Vietnam or came home from World War II, the so-called greatest generation, which I, ha I will debate anyone on that it's not, that they ended up coming home, having the largest divorce rate, largest alcoholism rate, <clears throat> two home, two, two home, two car garage, two car homes. That was a keeping up with the Joneses. And they called us the ones who started the sexual revolution. It was the World War II generation that started it with Playboy back in the 1950. And the Kinsey Report that did all of those experiments on sex. We didn't start the sexual revolution. It was a World War II generation that did. And then when they got so, the divorce rate had such a horrible impact on their children, it wasn't realized for a generation later the impact that it had. The devastation of divorce from their parents. It left us seeking a new world. We wanted to drop out of society. We were dropping out. And we were not participating in their world. We weren't chasing money. We weren't chasing cars. We weren't chasing prestige and fame. We just wanted to be free and free from going to war. But what did those men do who came home from one of the worst wars in American history? We didn't win it. They came home heroin addicts. They came home without legs, without limbs, without a soul, some of them. Some of my friends that came back from that war, they changed. I couldn't even be with them anymore. That blank look kind of kept things to themselves, wouldn't talk about it. Some of them were in denial. Some of them just went on and his life was normal. And then years later, they had nightmares. They didn't deal with it. I had a friend that just could not sleep years later. We're talking about graduates from 1967, 68, 69. As soon as you graduated from high school, boy, they gave you a draft card. If you stayed in college like I did, you could avoid the draft, but I stayed in for about two years. But I could no longer, I could no more see myself. I'm a pacifist all the way. I could no more see myself picking up a gun with my long hair and my hippie clothes. <laughs> and shooting at someone than taking a rocket to the moon. It was just that way. We were pacifists. We didn't want this ugly war, this war that didn't mean anything. And yet those World War II generations, fathers, who'd been through Japan, Germany, had been through the uh, 
Oh, those battles. The Battle of the Bulge, my friend was in, my older friend. Battle of the Bulge. In the... What was that hill in the Philippines? Somebody will come up with it. All those fierce battles. My dad was in the destroyer. He was on that destroyer that was in the Pacific Ocean. It was in the scene from the movie about sharks. What did Spielberg call that movie? See, I'm I'm losing my memory bank. <laughs> Maybe I haven't paid my subscription for my memory bank. What, what was a Spielberg movie with the sharks? Uh, Jaws. Jaws. Thank you. That's what I hired him. That's what I paid him the big bucks for. Jaws had a captain in it that went along with the Richard Dreyfus who was looking for the shark. And he had the war story. He got a few drinks. He started telling this war story. Uh, I think it was the SS Indiana, something out there in the Pacific. And the boats got, were getting blown up around them, and all they could hear was that deep in the night, silence except for one thing, the screaming of the men for the sharks. They heard their screams, and they couldn't do anything about it. It was horrifying. Horrifying story. Well, my dad was in that area, and he heard the men screaming from the sharks. It's not like you can dive in and save one. You're just stuck with that horror in the darkness of a shark eating you. War has all kinds of ways of haunting you. War has all kinds of ways of scarring you, traumatizing you. That's what Satan does. He traumatizes people. Jesus Christ said, I am come that they might have life and then they might have it and live it more abundantly. That's his will for your life. And that's my desire for you. That's why I'm here, to help you have some enlightenment. Have some hope that this war is just going to stop and turn around, and everybody is going to go home, and I'm going to come visit the Ukraine the first thing it does. Because I love the scenery, I love the people, and I want to meet your, my pen pals, and I want to eat your food. Yeah, chase your daughters. <laughs> so, I can't wait till this war is over. I really can't. It's got to have an end. It's got, I mean, Dr. Evil is not going to put back the Soviet Union. And, you know, he has his associates over here in America on the news propagating his reason for doing it that was to clean up the Nazis that were left over from World War II or left over in the Ukraine. What kind of craziness is it? I've never met a Nazi in my life. <laughs> you don't know what a Nazi is. A Nazi will, if you were to meet a Nazi in your life, and they use that word so loosely over here, Trump was a Nazi. You know, Republicans are Nazis. You ever met a Nazi? He would clobber you stab you, bayonet you, kill you in a heartbeat. Watch that movie, Saving Private Ryan. That movie will freak you out. It was a realistic movie about war, and it horrified me. I didn't buy a German car after that, ever. 
Never bought a German car. Well, I did. Years later, I bought a BMW sports car. But for a long time after that knife scene in the tower, when that German just pushed that bayonet into the chest of that soldier, oh, I was angry. That's war. My expertise is in the Civil War of America. I wrote a book about it called The Ancestor. You can find it on Amazon, Michael Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R, The Ancestor. It's a fairly good book. And it's a based on a true story of my great-great-grandfather who died here in Andersonville Prison in Georgia, which was the worst prison in American history. No doubt about it. How do you have 36,000 men die within a year's time and not be the worst prison in American history. So I wrote it and put it in my book, and I made a story out of it about a man who came back to the South to find his grandfather, and he found a time portal in his house. So he went time traveling back in the Civil War. It's a good story. Want to make a series out of it, or a movie, or leave it on the bookshelf. I don't want to do that. I've already got the screenplay for it. As a matter of fact, I, was, I converted the, the screenplay to the book. Because here's the catch. <clears throat> a producer who makes films, and I'm right here in the middle of the film industry, Pinewood Studios, I make all the Marvel movies, and the producer doesn't want to look at your show. He said, we can't accept unsolicited scripts. Can't read them. Well, if he can't read them, then how's he going to make a movie out of it? Well, that's the predicament. So an unsolicited script means I don't have an agency representing me, an agent, to show him. So you go out and get an agent, and an agent will tell you this. You have to have made at least one movie to get an agent. <laughs> so that's called a catch-22 here in America. I mean, after that man's book, famous book, Catch-22. So I decided to go in the back door. I wrote a book about it. Now, a producer can read a book, can't he? An agent can read a book, can't she? Sure as she can. I'll be back. You are in tune to Enlightenment Radio, home of the ultimate knowledge of body, soul, and spirit, and unlimited music 24-7. and visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com. There you can journey through the mystical voyage and also view our schedule of programming. Thank you for listening.
I'm looking at your weather. Current temperature, Frenchie, is... Now we're in... See, we're in Fahrenheit. That's what we understand. We speak Fahrenheit here. We don't speak... Celsius. <laughs> you know, they thought they were going to convert all of our gas stations, convert all of our measurements to centimeters and to liters and all of that stuff. It never happened. We could never figure that out. We could never round it off. Football field being so many, so many meters. It just was never going to work. I don't know if God designed it that way, that the Europeans, Americans would just never get that close together. I don't know. I don't know. But... We're emphasizing the uh, traumatic stupidity, ignorance of war and the effects it has. This is Bob Dylan, one of the original masters of war, who mastered the protest song. Come, you masters of war. You that build the big guns. You that build the death planes. Here that build all the bombs Here that hide behind walls Here that hide behind discs I just don't want you to know I can see through your masks You that never done nothing But build to destroy You play with my world like it's your little toy You put a gun in my hand And you hide from my eyes And you turn and run farther When the fast bullets fly Like Judas of old You lie and deceive A world talk at a turn 
That's Bob Dylan, Master's Award. Does he not nail it? Even Jesus himself is not going to forgive you. Terrorists. Well, that's not biblically true, but it's a powerful statement. He made a powerful, powerful statement during his time. Did he do Where Have All the Flowers Gone? I don't know. That's a good one, too. Here's one of my favorites. Let me know when, you, I think it is, uh, let me know when you find it. We're trying to check on the total amount of deaths. That's New York Times. Troop deaths and injuries in Ukraine war near 500,000. Was that combination of Ukraine and, yeah, Ukraine and Russia? have lost a staggering number of troops. And they're human beings too, people. Those Russians didn't want to go over there and fight. They tried to turn around. They laid down their guns. They sold their tanks. <laughs> they didn't want this war. So go back down to that. that. Troop deaths, injuries in Ukraine war near 500,000, U.S. officials say. Ukraine and Russia has lost a staggering number of troops as Kiev's counteroffensive drags on. A lack of rapid medical care has added to the toll. I did not know that. We'll have to check into that tomorrow, what's going on with the medical care. You know, you're overwhelmed with bodies and people coming into your medical facilities. What medical facilities you've set up for a war? It's overrun. It's overrun. Jim Morrison had a point. Wait until the war is over And we're both a little older The unknown soldier Breakfast where the news is read 
Make a grave for the unknown soldier Nestled in your hollow shoulder The unknown soldier you are listening to is coming from enlightenment radio sound waves that lift your consciousness enhance your mood and transcends time and space visit our website at enlightenment-radio.com where you'll be guided each level of transformation to become an enlightened one So there's no, no, there's no sense in any of this music. That's what they're trying to say. It's senseless. Wow, is that a loud training plane? It's, it's just senseless. There will always be war, it says in the scriptures. There will, you will always have the poor. So we have to find our path to the glory of God the best way we know how. And we have to learn 
that there is a way to overcome death and have eternal life. That way you can look at the big picture. We don't look at this picture around us, oh, one day I'm going to die, one day I'm going to get hurt. That's the day you have eternal life. So if you discover that Jesus Christ overcame death, why not follow him? Then you overcome death, and you have eternal life and the new heaven and new earth. And you look at the big picture. You keep your eye on the big picture. Eternal life with God. Well, there is no sorrow. There's no more tears. It says that in Revelations. No more sorrow. No more tears. All your sins, all your downfalls, all you did that was wrong is gone. You were forgiven. It is gone. He's thrown your sins or your troubles, your problems as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. Go shoot down that plane, Frenchie. Thank you. <laughs> That's my, uh, I carry a Bible in one hand and a gun in the other. I have to admit that. So, Jesus Christ is the path to overcoming death. I tell that to my old New Ager friends. I, I, I believe I grew up with New Age friends. I grew up speaking New Age. You know, the hippie kingdom, the New Age kingdom, the ones who love and peace and joy. And I say to them, you know, following this Eastern path or this Buddhist path or this Nirvana path or Hindu path, Krishna path, that's fine and dandy. I don't have any problem with that. They're peaceful, loving people. And they make good vegetarian food. <laughs> but I ask this one question. Of everyone who has their belief, I say this one thing. Have you overcome death? Have you? Have you? We have a window of time to figure it out how to overcome death. Because you're going to die. And don't believe in this, you're not going to die stuff. That comes from Plato and the Greek theologists, philosophers. They made all that stuff up. There's no souls running around in heaven or hell. The soul is not eternal. The spirit is. If you don't have the spirit, you don't have eternal life. You won't overcome death, and you're going to die in a grave. Now... That doesn't mean that those who are born again or have the Spirit are alive now. They're not either. They will become alive when the Lord returns and raises a dead first, and we who are alive will be caught up together to meet him in the air. That's something they didn't teach in the gospel. They didn't teach that until it was revealed to the apostle Paul in the great mystery. There's no rapture in the gospels. Everybody thinks Matthew 24 is the, the, the gathering because it talks about the four corners of the earth and the gathering and two people will be standing one will be taken one will be left behind well that's in wrath taken in wrath there are buzzards in the streets there's blood all over the place this is a mess Matthew 24 it's revelations they didn't see this period of grace in between so many pastors get Reve Matthew 24 is what we're going to go through. No way. We're not going through the great tribulation. I guarantee it. 
We've been saved from the wrath to come, it says. If Paul says, sorrow not, grieve not, because the Lord from heaven shall be revealed, and we who are alive shall be caught up together in the air to meet him, the dead will rise first, and we who are alive in the shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. Then, boof, we're out of here. That's when the light is removed from the world, and the light is the children of light. God has made you and me children of the light when we believe. And the light is what holds back the darkness. The light right now, we are holding back these, do you think there's war and these people are dark and evil now? Where do you see them when the light is removed? And then the so-called, they call him the Antichrist. It's really not, he's not even mentioned. The son of perdition is what he's called. He will have then. open and free reign to do his dirty deeds and take over the world. But not until the light is removed. As long as we're here, he can't do it. Maybe that's why mankind is trying to do it, these evil Luciferians. You know, these people practice witchcraft and Luciferians, these leaders. They practice all kinds of wicked things. Yes, they do. So, what should I go out on today? I had something in mind. Mike and the Mechanics was a good one. Let's try some... Something positive. Something wonderful. And... Remember that song... Louis Armstrong did it. It's a beautiful, beautiful world. Yeah. What a wonderful world. That would be good. I don't have it in my repertoire. I should have it. It's a good song. Dean Martin. We could go out on <laughs> Dean Martin. Let's go out on Enigma. Enigma is Enigma. E-F-G-H-I, E-F-G-H-I. I've been enjoying this day. I really have, even though I cannot say, and I'm here with you, not to sympathize, not to feel sorry for you, but I am empathizing with you. I just have friends that write me and are so thankful for my giving them and hoping, giving them some hope enlightening them to a way of life that's not has a dark tunnel at the end but when you get through the tunnel it's going to be light and I really appreciate these letters I get I can't believe it takes them just one or two days of my conversation with them to transform the way they see the world they see the world in a whole new light 
They, I don't know how quickly and why it happens. I don't know what I say, what I do. They just say they see it and feel it. And they thank me for it. <clears throat> Over here in America, I'm just an ordinary Joe. Ukrainians and the Hindus see something in me. And it doesn't go to my ego. Please, I'm not an egotist about this. It goes to my heart. And I'm thankful that I'm able to give people the light and the glory that Jesus Christ gave me. It really is. One day, our mission will be accomplished here. And we will be gone. And our mission will be over. And we'll be in a new heaven and a new earth. God bless you. This is Mystic Guide. And goodbye, Milky Way. My work is done here.